0: Ladies, Church of the Warm Heart, good morning. So good to see you today. Uh, I feel like I have to reintroduce myself. It's been a while since I've seen some of you. My name is Michael Beneshek. I'm the pastor, of, one of the pastors of uh, the Warm Heart Church here. Uh, we just got back from two weeks of vacation. We were gone for two Sundays. Two Sundays ago, we were sitting in Ford's Theater in Washington, D.C., uh, doing that. And last Sunday, we are coming home. We started, we we were walking around Times Square, five of, we all all have luggage going through trying to find the right subway, trying to get home, like, and it was safe, it was fine, but in my head, don't rob us, don't rob us, don't rob us, we're heading home, don't talk to Elmo, don't talk to Elmo. Uh, If if you're curious if Times Square has a naked cowboy, yes, and others as well. Uh, (laughs) It was a learning experience for my children, (laughs) <laughs> it was good to be gone, and it's good to be home. It is so good to see each and every one of you. If you're joining us online, blessings, and, and we pray that you find a blessing in today's service. If this is your first time here, welcome. We are blessed to have you. Uh, Lisa we might catch you, uh, with a. She, I think she already caught most folks, uh, with, uh, with a gift bag to say thank you for being here. Uh, just a couple of announcements. Tomorrow we have a blood drive. Uh, are we filled up on the blood drive? Just a couple spots left, so you can give twice if you want. You just, just get in the line again, and <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, we, this, is, this is the church that cares, uh, cares about the community, cares about folk. Uh, we do a lot of service stuff, and so thank you to those who uh, participate in serving and, and literally giving your blood, sweat, and tears uh, to our community. Uh, we do have two services. We have our first service uh, that, that pretty much fills the house, and then we have this service that not so much, but, the, but we have a band they could play. Uh, the, uh, uh, but just, just, to, just to hit a little bit on, on our second service, two weeks from now, and three weeks from now, we're going to do this in two Sundays, uh, we're asking folk if they have attended this service before uh, to stick around for a few minutes, we'll, we'll shorten the service a little bit, but I want to hear from you. What makes this service special to you? Uh, what do you really enjoy about the service? And what are some things that we could change about this service? This is the one service that hasn't quite bounced back from COVID, as you could probably guess, looking around. Uh, It really means something to the folk who are here, but I just want to know from from you, uh, what can make this special uh, service more special and more meaningful? So we'll do that two weeks from now and three weeks from now. So just keep that on your calendar. Uh, Take a look at the announcements. Check it out. You can see what's going on in the life of our church. Uh, sign in, let us know you're here. Every pew, every row has a blue, uh, this, this service has a blue pad. Tell us that you're here. We appreciate, we appreciate that. And with that, let's take a moment, greet those around us in Christian, oh, hold on, half the band is on vacation, aren't they? Feels like some of us are on vacation out here as well, Uh, so I'll I'll pick up the guitar. We'll make it work, but uh, if let's stand and greet those around us in Christian love, and then remain standing for the opening songs.
1: Are yes and amen. All your promises are yes and amen.
0: Down. you're never gonna let, you're never gonna let down, please be seated, unless you're a kiddo, I think we got one out there today, come on down, good to see you Miss Olivia, how are you doing today? And welcome to the people who are watching online. I know we got people watching coast to coast this morning. So any kids out there, welcome to all of you as well. So we had some soap at our house. And it was by the sink. And the rule in our house, and this will show how old I am. I'm the, I'm the oldest one in here, and they've never had to worry about this. But uh, if, if my brother or I, my sister got off easy somehow... My brother and I, if we said a word that mom or dad did not approve of, even if they're the ones who say those words too, um, something bad would happen. Guess what, shoot, guess what they would do with that soap? You had to guess. Wash. You had to wash out your mouth. Yep. It wasn't too long. It was just enough just to get the point across. I liked ivory over dial. That was nice. Uh, my grandpa had, he, he was a mechanic. He, oh, what? Lava, lava soap, uh, it had grit to it, and uh, I, I stay away from that. Um, but I learned real fast that maybe maybe there are some words that uh, some words my parents just didn't want me to say. And it made me wonder, because they didn't have any problem at all saying some of those words. <laughs> but we were, we were kids, and we, we had to learn. So fast forward, about 20 years ago, I was in youth ministry. I did youth ministry for about 10 years. And uh, the, the rule in our, in our uh, youth group was this. If, if someone said a word that probably, probably wasn't quite appropriate, we would make them uh, recite a scripture verse. And some kids remember this for the rest of their lives because of how many, how often they had to do it at youth group. And it was Psalm 19. And it went like, uh, my wife's here, right? May the word. She had to say it, too. She had to say it, too, a couple times. Uh, but, yeah, it was, yeah, the whole idea of whatever's in your heart. May the words that we have be kind words. And so that was, we didn't, we didn't want to, we, we don't do fear, and we don't do judgment as, uh, as, like some other places, but we just wanted kids to be intentional in the words that they share. And so my prayer for us today is that the words that we share are reflective of a love and a blessing and a grace because there's there's times that we're watching tv at home and this 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 will pr- i try not to be anal retentive about things but uh sometimes my kids are watching tv and there's words that come on and i'll just outline say watch your language i'm talking to the tv watch your language watch your language and 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 my kids next to me are like dad you're going to be talking through this whole movie i'm going to tell you right now <laughs> like, i know but if I, if I can't talk to my kids like that, I don't want the TV to talk to my kids like that. Because I want, I want love and justice and mercy and grace to come out of us. And one of the ways that we do that is with our words. Can you pray with me today? Heavenly Father, we ask your blessings upon these little ones that, that as they grow in love and godliness, that they might choose words that reflect a love, that reflect a grace of your light within in your son's name we pray. Amen. Thanks for coming down today. As we come to our prayer time here at the Church of the Warm Heart, I, I, I invite you just, uh, just to popcorn out a prayer or a person's name or a situation or what's going on in your life. We'll just have a moment of, of, of prayer like that, followed by a pastoral prayer, and then a Lord's Prayer. If you don't know the Lord's Prayer, it'll be up on the screen. But what are we, what are we praying for today? Lord of all, we are already more than halfway through our summer months. I know there's kids out here and they're going to hate me saying it, but school starts in a few weeks. And we sit and wonder where the, where the time went. And did we spend it well in your service? Give us these next few weeks for renewal that we might be prepared to work through your church for the world. We thank you today for your faithfulness and your mercy and grace. You are always there when we need you, and you've never failed us. In our troubles and trials and when the road seems long, you've been right there with us, and you've given us the strength and the fortitude that we need to to see another day. Thank you for what you've done, but most of all, thank you for who you are and what you are. Keep us mindful of the needs of family and friends and others that we will be your faithful disciples. Brought before you this day persons and situations which need your healing love. And help us to be vehicles of that word for these dear ones. Give us courage and empower us to serve you boldly and with joy. For it is in the healing love of Christ that we offer up this prayer as we come together as one community in the prayer your son taught us to pray by sharing in these words. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our next song is an old, kind of a new take on on an old traditional one. I need thee every hour. As willing and able, let's stand and sing together. i Be seated. Thank you, Jamie, for reading our scriptures today.
2: Today, our scriptures come from Exodus, Psalm, and Ecclesiastes. First Exodus 27, You
0: shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. And Psalm 19, May these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock
2: and my redeemer. And Ecclesiastes, the words of the teacher, son of David, king in Jerusalem. Meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher, utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless.
0: Thank you, Jamie. That was chapter one in Ecclesiastes, the very first verse. What a way to open up a book. Uh, meaningless. It doesn't matter. Why, why are you even reading this? Just keep it going. Suppose I need the sermon here. So what's, what's in a name? So we have a relatively new tradition here in our country. And that's to give, and, and I'm totally cool with it. It's, you know, God bless America. We are individuals. And that's just to give a child a name, any name. You can make up a name. Go for it. Uh, if, if you want to come up with something brand new, awesome. If you want to do an old take or a new take on an old name, if you want to spell it differently, knock yourself out. Matthew, one T. Uh, I knew a Steve with a silent Q once upon a time. It was, it was just different. Uh, Stephanie, a while back, had uh, seven McKenzie's at her school, all spelled differently. Uh, there was an 80-year-old gal at our last church. Her name was Valon, V-A, capital L-O-N, Volon. 80 years ago, when she was born, uh, her mom wanted to name her Lovon, But at that time, at that hospital, uh, the doctor came out and says, it's, it's a baby girl, What's its name? And the dad wrote down in pen right there and he, he misspelled it. He, he inverted the first two to uh, the capital letters. And so, Vallon, and he got done and he said, Hold on, I, I made a mistake. And the doctor says, It's in pen. That's his name, Vallon. And she was Vallon for the rest of her days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in seminary, I had a friend in the Native American tradition. His name was Brad Drowning Bear. Brad Drowning Bear. And when it, when it got to a point where I thought I could ask the question, like without getting in trouble, I said, isn't it, isn't it embarrassing to have a name that implies that that you're a bear that doesn't know how to swim? And, and he looked at me with a stern look and he said, Drowning Bear does not imply that the bear is drowning. One way that a bear kills its prey is by pushing it under the water and it drowns its victims. And then he put his hands on me. <laughs> and I learned not to ask any more stupid questions. <laughs> For those of us uh, with English as, as, a, as a native tongue, sometimes we don't even know the meaning of our own names. I kind of got lost somewhere in the translation. When we were naming our kids, we were careful to uh, what we named them. Uh, we love the name Tristan. That was, that was our first choice, actually, Tristan. But Tristan means sad and forlorn. And we didn't want our kid to be sad and forlorn. We wanted them happy. So we went with, with, with Christian. That's a good name for a pastor kid, right? Christian. Next kid was Gabriel. That's an angel, right? And the third one, th- it was going to be a Samuel or a Samantha. Either way. And, uh, uh, because we have a lot of Samuels in our family. So we thought, let's go with that. I thought it was because it was a churchy name. Turns out my wife also loved the show Bewitched. With Samantha, who the one who twinkle her nose, if you twinkle twinkle. <laughs> we have a, we have a kid's named after a religion, angel, witch. <laughs> there you go. You find these names in the Bible too. Ichabod, Ichabod is 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 in uh, the book of Samuel. Ichabod, uh, we know Ichabod Ichabod Crane. We were up that way, Terrytown, while back. Uh, Ichabod means uh, without glory; the glory has departed, and it kind of implies in the story as well. Ebenezer Scrooge, if you know the Christmas Carol, Ebenezer is in the Bible. It means rock; it's solid, stone, immovable. And so, when Dickens was writing his tale, he, I need a name that implies someone who's not going to budge, someone who is stubborn. Went with Ebenezer. My name, Michael, means one who is like God, uh, and no one believes it. <laughs> My wife's name, Stephanie, means uh, crowned princess, and that one's more closer to the to the mark. We had this kid. I'll, I'll go back to the kid in uh, youth group. We had this kid. I don't know if you remember him. Uh, his name was Alaric. Remember Alaric? Alaric, in a loving, kind Christian way, was a whole, whole, holy terror. That's what he was. Little destructive. A little mean and a little just mm, took G. Alaric, Jesus loves you. I'm not Jesus, but I'm trying <laughs> real hard, right? And one day I asked Alaric, I, the name is, I, it's ringing a bell. This is before Google. Uh, we got to Alaric, and where did that name come from? And he said, Oh, it's I'm a direct descendant of King Alaric uh, of the of the Visigoths, the man who sacked Rome and burned it to the ground. Like, okay, now it makes sense. Uh, it, it's, it's in there. Names are important in the Bible. Let's start off with the first family. Adam. Adam means dirt. Earth. If you know someone named Adam, their name means dirt. Because uh, humans came from there. Uh, Adam had a wife. Her name was... She didn't get that name until after she had a kid. Before that, they, in the story, it's just man, woman. Uh, she got the name Eve when she gave birth. Eve means to birth, to to, to produce. Uh, we get the word evening out of that. The evening gives birth to the day. So Eve gave birth. Uh, she got the name Eve. Uh, first kiddo, first kiddo. If you remember your Bible? First kiddo was? Not Abel. Cain. Cain. Uh, Cain, uh, his name, means wanderer, which is what he was. After he killed Abel. And Abel is the Hebrew word for breath or short, which was his life. Abraham means father, father of Judaism, Christianity, Islam. His wife Sarah means laughter, because she laughed at God saying someday you will have a baby at age 90 some. Moses, Moses means to draw out, which he was. He was drawn out of the Nile. As a baby, and later on, he drew the people of Israel out of, out of Egypt, doubly named. Joshua means to save. He delivered the people to the promised land. Eleven centuries later, a baby was born in a, in a stable, placed in a manger, and they named him Joshua, which means he saves. He saved people from their sins. Now, we know him by his Greek name, Jesus. Jesus. But chances are Jesus went by Joshua as a kid or even later on because that's the Hebrew form of the word. Peter means rock, Paul means humble. Why am I going through all this? We become our names. Be careful what you name your cat. It will become what you name it. If you name it Fluffy, it'll be Fluffy. If you name it Cujo, it will turn into Cujo. (laughs) right? Well, today we're looking at the third commandment. We are in a sermon series on the Ten Commandments. So we're at number three. Next week we'll get number four. But uh, when I was looking at this, I was like, all right, I, you know, thou shalt not lie. That's an easy sermon. Thou shalt not steal. Easy sermon. Uh, idols. Easy sermon. Thou shalt not use the name of the Lord in vain. What do you do with that? Cause my, my parents, oh my, they 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 use the Lord's name <laughs> a lot, uh, and it's just out there. O M G, that's what we say. So how do you not, How do you do this without getting too preachy or too ticky tacky, or coming off as like just lighten up, Pastor Mike? Just just a word. Well, uh, so this this is more of a this is not a fire and brimstone kind of sermon. This is more of a food for thought kind of sermon. Okay? Pastor Mike, wars, inflation, political uncertainty, cultural wars going on, fear of, of of economy, fear of jobs, fear of just everything going on in the world, and this is what you want to spend a Sunday talking about? A slip of the tongue? Aren't there more pressing matters? Well, the Lord made these rules. <laughs> And uh, put them in order. This rule comes before murder and adultery. So apparently it must have been pretty important to God. So maybe we should take a look ourselves. I like how the King James Version puts it. Thou shalt not take the Lord of thy God in vain. For the Lord will not, and then the whole guilt thing. Uh, This is the first commandment that actually has a punishment at the end. And as I read this, a couple of questions came to mind. And the first one's this. What's the name of the Lord? What's the name of the Lord? Notice how it's phrased, Lord thy God. Is it Lord? Is it God? Turns out God is not a name in and of itself. It's more of a more of a descriptive. It'd be like saying uh, Steve the human being. So God is not a name. We get the name Gott from God from the old Germans. Uh, like old, old German, uh, gut, G-O-O-T, except they spit when they say it. Uh, so we soften it a little, gut, God. Uh, my great-grandfather, bless his heart, came from, came from that area, gutenhemel, God in heaven. That was his swear of, of choice. God in heaven, gutenhemel. Gut means anything supernatural, anything that is not of the natural world, or is above and beyond what we, what we can perceive is gut, supernatural. So uh, when we were translating the Bible umpteen years ago uh, with the old King James, the word God came to being God, something that is beyond us. If you would read the old, old Hebrew, it doesn't say God at all. But uh, here's here's, here's how it says it in Scripture. The first name in Scripture that God is known by is Elohim. I think it'll be up on the screen, maybe. Maybe not. Elohim, there we are, the Almighty Creator. In the beginning, first words of the Bible, in the beginning, Elohim made the heavens and the earth. Go ahead and keep that up there for a second. Elohim means strength, power, creator. Anytime you see a word that starts with E-L... Uh, it, it, this even works in English for the most part. E L means something grand, something bigger, something growing, something moving, moving beyond. Um, uh, like in English, uh, it's not—it's not, it's not just an animal; it's an elephant. L—it's the biggest animal the, in on, on that continent. Um, elevate, elevator. Lord knows I need elastic to, to, move my, to move my pants. Elated, elder, someone who's older than, than the younger. Elementary and so on. Doesn't always work, elbow, electricity. But for the most part, if it says EL, it means gregariousness. Elohim, used 2,300 times in the Old Testament. Another word that you'll find for God is a uh, one that that we call Yahweh. Now, I didn't learn this until seminary. Maybe some of you Bible folk know a lot more than I do. But Yahweh is is the old Hebrew name for for God. Uh, it's translated as Lord. Is what it's translated as. It's also the base word for Jehovah. If you've heard that one before. Uh, but again, it's descriptive, not really a name. To play it safe, uh, most Orthodox Jews don't even say Yahweh, but they would. Slip in and, uh, another another one that's close called Adonai, uh, roughly the same thing. There's other words that they use, uh, and uh, uh, Yahweh is used about seven thousand times in the Old Testament. Uh, but if you go back, it, it doesn't say God. In the beginning, Adam was able to, was was told, name everything, and so Adam names the artwork, the Yeah, da, da, da. he didn't go alphabetically, but you know, he named all the animals. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, and then everything else. And he, but he didn't, he didn't name God. It would, it would be the next book of the Bible that we get God's name, and he gave it to Moses. And uh, the, the name that God gave to Moses when Moses asked, Who shall I send sent me? He said, I am who I am. It's God's name. God revealed God's name himself. But for the most part, here in English, we use the word God. So what does it mean to take it in vain? And by that, again, I just mean God here. That's my second question. Now, we usually think of swearing when we think of, of, of taking it in vain. Um, a profane use of God's name. I thought about saying some examples here, but I just can't bring them to them. Uh, my grandmother, uh, 90, 91, she would, I'm, I'm 49 years old. She will still flick my ear. If, if 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 I say something that just just it's, eh, just colored a, a little wrong, um, I sh- I shared that at the first service. But, my, but Grandma flicks my ear. Someone's phone went off right here, and my first thought was Grandma's calling. She's watching. She's calling, and I'm in trouble. Right? It did ring, right? Phone? Yeah. For those who were here, um, profane. She even does, she doesn't. She not like it if I say gosh. Gosh darn it. And I try to water it down. Yep. Uh, profane. What does profane mean? Um, it's, not the, it's not the scripture, but uh, just for those of you who are curious. Uh, prof- what's profane? Someone said, profane is a fane that's lost its amateur status. It's fane that went pro. Like, no, nah, that's not it. Uh, prof- profane just means non-sacred. It's not sacred. So if I would say, gotten hemel, like my great-grandpa. Profane. If I would say, you know, I'm going to go to the lake today. That's a profane statement. Because that is not a churchy type statement. It's just a normal statement. So profanity is not even just swearing, but it's just a non-sacred thing. Uh, So what? Um, Taking the Lord's name in vain has nothing to do with swearing. So what does it mean? Well, it goes to what that third scripture passage meant uh, that that was read for us today. Meaningless. Meaningless. Everything is meaningless. And if you look up the King James version of that Bible passage, it actually says vanity of vanities. Everything is vanity. Meaningless. Taking the Lord's name in vain is is truly, in, in that sense, is truly just making it not important. Making it Nothing. Uh, The old Hebrew for for vanity of vanities, it's it's, it's a breath, it's wind. It's just, it's it's got no substance, it's got no character, it's just nothing. It's a disrespecting of God's name to make it mean nothing. Do you ever have people who say words uh, too many times and it just doesn't mean squat? Yeah, it's lost all its meaning. If... Hopefully they're not watching. Uh, if, if my dad swore, it was a Tuesday. If my mom swore, look out. It, it just ratcheted it up to an 11. <laughs> like, like it meant something. When we take the Lord's name over and over and over again, it, it just waters it down. If I promise uh, on, on God on high, I promise this, I, I turn it into nothing. Here's a good rule of thumb. What if God answered every time you called upon his name? What if God answered? Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, I didn't say nothing. You said my name. I, I, I did. I didn't mean it. But uh, uh, <laughs> uh, gosh, uh, Gosh! dang it. Verily, I, I will dang it. <laughs> I don't want you to dang it. <laughs> Too late, it is down dangeth. Ah. <laughs> uh. Dang it, no, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, try this, try this this week. Every time you use the name God, insert a different name instead. I like to use the name Steve, so uh, every, time, every time you want to say OMG, say OMS. Oh, Steve, Steve, dang it. Steve, and it sounds silly, doesn't it? God thinks the same thing. Every time we use God's name, without being respectful or prayerful. Save the name of God only when you mean to say it. Matter of fact, save all your words for when you mean to save them. If you drop in, to me, the swear words are not, it's it's not even so much the swear words, they're just words. But A, it's the meaning behind if you're disparaging or you're trying to treat someone like dirt, that's wrong. (laughs) May the words in my mouth. And I, I, I got buddies that just every other sentence, and it's just, it's just in there, and it doesn't mean squat. It's meaningless. And, like, if I would say, how about you just stop saying that word for a while, like, I can't. It's just, it's just part of the, I can't. That's, that's the insidiousness of it. As a, matter, as a matter of full disclosure, as a matter of general conversation, I try not to swear. Um, if, if I do it, it's because I'm working on the car or my broke my arm, right? Um, it's, it's a usually watered down version too. My kids have heard me swear like twice in, in almost 20 years. And if it got to that level, no other words would have worked. But if I was a person who swore every other sentence, vanity of vanities, it means nothing. I was joking with my dad a while back, um, a while back, I was like 12, uh, something like that. And I said, Dad, he, he was working on the basement. Something was wrong in the basement. And I said, Dad, I'm not going to see this house in heaven. And he looked at me like, what? I'm not going to see this house. You have worked on every single part of this house and every single appliance that we own, and you have danged it along the way. Gosh. Dang it, dang it, dang it. Um, And so I just joked, you know, this heaven, this heaven is going to, I'm sorry, this uh, this house, this house is going to hell. It is danged all the way through. I'm not going to see it. And he patted me on the head and said, don't worry, you'll see the house in the afterlife because I probably danged you two along the way. (laughs) All right, great. Thanks. Thanks a lot. So I got that to look forward to. Use your words on purpose. In the Lord's prayer, we actually say it. Our Father who art in heaven, name is holy, set apart for special purposes. Let me just close with this idea. Names are important. Little things matter. If the Lord is so concerned about this little thing, imagine how he feels about the big things. And honestly, just call people what they want to be called If people want you to call them by a certain name or a certain pronoun or a certain whatever, just do it. It's a sign of respect, just like they will call you by the name that you want. And maybe then we could live by the words of the psalmist. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my rock
2: and my redeemer. And the family of God said, amen.
0: As we come to the offering, a word of thanks to those who faithfully participate in the giving to this church, you make this place happen. And one thing that happened uh, uh, between our services today, uh, out of curiosity, just, just so you know, if you're curious, we do have a coffee hour in between the services. It starts about 1030 and goes to about 1145, so not a coffee hour, a coffee forty-five minutes, uh, and donuts and snacks and all that. Uh, that's so in the other room. But we had we had about forty different quilts hanging up uh, in there. They're still up there if you want to take a look. Uh, the Warm Heart Quilters from here and the Daughters of the American Revolution teamed up to make some beautiful quilts to donate to the Shemawa Indian uh, School in Salem, Oregon. They'll be delivering them this week or next week. But if you want to take a look, head on over and have a look-see. But your offering supports ministries like this. Thank you for your gifts.
1: You came and broke
0: All the time. Thank you to our musical folk today. Thank you to the folk upstairs making this place happen. Thank you to our online folk and to all of you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. That as we celebrate these dog days of summer, may God's love, blessings, and peace go with you all. Amen.